Welcome to the Amplifier Event Marketing Podcast. Your chance to listen in on a no-holds-barred conversation about marketing events and venues from the best in the business. Now here's your host, Kendra Wright. I don't know about you, but one of the things that I love and hate most about the end of the year is that it's generally the time that we have to plan for the next year. Now, whether you do this on the calendar year or on your fiscal year, it's really helpful to have a time when we can all take stock of what we've done in the last year and plan the next year, even if it's painful. Most of us need to know how much we can spend. And so to determine a budget, we have to know what we're going to do and what, what, what it will cost. So it's tempting to actually start with the budget. But I want to tell you a little bit about what we do kind of behind the scenes at Sapphire to plan our year. And hopefully it will help you plan your next year so it can be more productive and hopefully a little less chaotic. Okay, let's get down to brass tacks. We're going to take this in steps, and the very first step is to set your overarching goals for what you're trying to accomplish. Now, this is obviously so difficult and so important, but it's the first step in, in planning your year. Now, a lot of us work in marketing, and so these may just be marketing goals, but they could also be overarching organizational goals. We do both, but because a lot of you that are listening to this are involved in marketing or sales, we're going to you know, give examples as far as marketing goals. Okay, you may already know what your goals are, but if you don't, this is a great time to get your stakeholders, the people who are most involved in the success of your organization, to help you with clarifying your goals. This will give you ammo later on if they say, why didn't you do this? Well, let me refer to exhibit A, the goals sheet. And if you don't have them down, then maybe that's a a good reason that you haven't done them. Um, So what you want to do, I would suggest you, you think of them, if you, especially if you work with a board of directors or a big group of people and send them out for consensus before you go to the next step. Now, as far as how many goals to have, I would say maybe five to seven. That happens to be the number of things that a human brain can remember at any one time. So it seems like it'd be a great benchmark as far as how many overarching goals to have. Now, as far as what goals to set, it could be like a certain level of sponsorship, a certain attendance goal, a certain communications goal. I could go on and on, but you can probably uh, take those examples and use them for your um, organization. Now, once you have your goals set, you can actually start setting your objectives that you will do to meet those goals. And you can go about setting your objectives in one of two ways. The first way is to get all of your stakeholders in a room and brainstorm all the objectives that you want to do to meet the goals. Now, this can be chaotic and it can work, but it can also be very time consuming. So another way you could do it is just for one person to sort of draft up the objectives and think about like, what do I need to do to meet that goal and the other goals? And um, then set up a meeting to discuss them and get consensus. I think either way you do it is fine, depending on your organization. But I think the important thing is just getting everybody involved so that they will take ownership of the goals before you, and, and their objectives before you move forward. Okay, then you the as far as the objectives, um, I want I want to give you one more tip on that. Make them very specific. Now there is an acronym I've heard, and you may have heard it too, for when you're setting goals and objectives, and it's called SMART. You want to have goals that are SMART, and here's what SMART stands for. It stands for specific, measurable, attainable realistic and timely. And I don't think I need to go over every single one of these criteria right now, but I want to tell you that if you're interested, you can always Google SMART goals and you will see all 
about the best way to create really effective goals and objectives. Let's say for your communication goal, you have several mechanisms like email, Facebook, direct mail. Those would actually be your objectives to meet your communications goal. So I'm kind of trying to help you sort of figure out how would this work for you. Okay, once you've set your goals and objectives, now you can really start to think about what you, um, uh, when you will do them, excuse me, and how much they will cost. Um, the goal here is to have a really solid plan so that you are adding as few ad hoc programs throughout the year as possible. I know that's crazy talk. You'll probably want to add some, but it will add so much more sanity to your year if you have as much planned out as possible. A little pain now, huge gain later, and I'll tell you more about that gain in a minute. Okay, as far as budget, we do our budget in a good old-fashioned spreadsheet, and then we transfer our numbers over to our accounting program, which we use QuickBooks, so that we can easily run a report for actuals against budgeted to see how we're doing throughout the year. I would suggest you do that monthly so it doesn't get away from you. And, Qu and QuickBooks happens, if you use QuickBooks, they happen to use monthly as their sort of budgeting term. So I think that would work for you. Now here's where it gets really interesting. And actually this is my favorite part, creating the timeline of all the things you'll do throughout the year. And um, this is where you actually start saying, I'm going to run this promotion at this time. I'm going to do this sponsorship thing at that time. I'm going to, you know, do an attendance thing at that time. And you really get specific. And I'm going to tell you a couple ways to do it. Okay. The first way, if you've heard me speak, I talk about this a lot. There's an Excel spreadsheet that I've used for years. And it's basically an editorial, a calendar. And if you go to sapphireevents.com slash calendar, and that's S-A-F-F-I-R-E events.com slash calendar, you will see a calendar template that, like I said, I've used it for years. Down the left-hand side, there are the weeks of the year. Across the top, these are your objectives. For many of the us, these are things like direct mail, email, Facebook. They're the mechanisms that you're going to use. Now, this is a great format, especially if you're in multiple offices or if you have lots of people that are not near you physically so that you can share this information, you know, sitting across the desk. But we did something last year that I really loved, and I want to share another idea with you. Now, you know that I am a digital person. I live my whole life online, but sometimes I am with you if you're thinking that it's just nice to see things on paper hate to sound like an old fogey, but I do think that I still have some books and, you know, certain things that I just really like to have on paper. So we bought one of those really inexpensive desk calendars, the kind that covers most of your desk and you can see a month at a time and you tear off the months, you know, sort of as you go through them. I, I've not seen anyone actually use one of these in a long time, but they still exist, very inexpensive. And they're those big, I want to say they're maybe like three feet by two feet or something. Maybe that's a little too big, but anyway, and they cover like most of your desk. Okay. So what you do is you get one of those, but instead of using it the way it was intended on your desk, you tear all the months off of the, um, of the pad and you put them up on the wall so that you can see the whole year of at the, at a time. For us, we do them six down from the ceiling to the floor twice. So we have a sort of two columns of six months each. And then 
Um, so we can see the whole year. Then what we do is we get these small strip post-it notes. You can get them in sets where they have lots of different colors and you're going to want lots of different colors because each color is going to represent one of the main activities that you do. For us, we go to a lot of conventions. So we have a color that represents conventions. We also do direct mail. We do email. Anyway, you get the idea, but we do lots of different things. We have a color for each of those and we start taking our objectives and making post-it notes for what we're going to do and we make a post-it note for each one and then we stick it to the day that we want it to happen so at the end of the at the end of this planning process you have a huge wall with your calendar and with lots of different color post-it notes um, that are all you know kind of representative of the things you're going to do this takes some time, you guys. It takes a few hours to get it done, but you will not believe how rewarding it is to look at that wall and see the whole next year. And there, I think there are a lot of benefits to doing it this way and to taking the time to do it. First, it's a really great way to see when there's too much going on and when you need to take out a break or when you need it, you can add some more and so forth. It's a good idea to see your sort of workload at different times of the year and see what you can spread out. For some of us that do events, this is harder, but you know what? There are still things you can do earlier, especially when it comes to digital. This will also help you see what kind of things you need for each of these activities. For instance, if you're going to do email or Facebook, you are going to need photos. So this is the time to really get organized and think about what photos you're going to need and categorize them so that they're ready when you need them. You know, at Sapphire, that's one of the first questions we ask you when we talk about a website is, you know, what photos do you have? And there are some people who say, oh, we've got, you know, a big bin of them, you know, we're like better than nothing. And then there's some that have tons of, tons of great photos and it really doesn't matter, but I, I, or in some that don't have any, and we have to work with them on that too. But anyway, if you know you're going to need them, get them together. Um, finally, you might see where you need to create some new things and then also where you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You might just optimize things that you already have to make them better. And I think that seeing things on a calendar, you can kind of look at it and go, how much can I really do new this year versus how many things can I kind of go status quo on? And I think it just helps to see that visually. Everyone always tells me I'm a visual person. If you're a visual person, you will love this strategy. Now, how do we use this calendar? We use this calendar every week when we meet and it shows us, we look at it visually and go, all right, what's coming up? You can also see if something needs to shift or change. And if it does, luckily you've written it on a post-it and you can just move the post-it note. And then, like I was mentioning, in this digital world, there's so much you can do ahead of time. If you know what emails you're going to be sending out, what posts you're going to be doing, et cetera, you can actually schedule those now while you're in the planning phase. And I know that's a pipe dream. Don't get me wrong. We don't do it as well as we should either, but at least try to do it not when you're right in the thick of crunch time. There are some posts and some things that you have to do in, in, in crunch time. You're at the convention. You have to take a photo there and upload it. I am the worst at doing that. I always am too busy having fun than to stop and post about it. But those are the things you have to do. But other things you can do ahead of time will make your life so much better. Now, one point, final point. So that's how we do it. I mean, let me, I want to make a point that we don't do it perfectly, but let me just say that the, the overall way you do it, you set your overarching goals, five to seven of them, um, either for marketing 
for sales, your whole, whole organization or whatever scope you have in your job. Then you set objective objectives to meet those goals and you make them really smart and specific and measurable, attainable, realistic and timely. And uh, those are your objectives. And then you put them in a calendar. You do a budget, put it into QuickBooks if you have QuickBooks and you do a timeline um, to show you know it, all of it either on a spreadsheet or um, on a paper calendar like we do now, even in our digital world. So anyway, like I was going to say, I want to say one last thing, and that is that we don't do it perfectly. But I think if you take baby steps towards this kind of planning activity, maybe you can't do it all this year, but in the next, you know, little bit here, I think you'll have a much more successful year and hopefully be much more sane. Anyway, I hope this is helpful. I hope if it was helpful, you'll give us a review on iTunes. We're definitely trying to grow this podcast. We have some great new interviews coming up, but I thought that I, it would be a good timely thing to share with you a little bit about um, year-end planning. So best of you to, the, in, to you in the new year. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on the Amplifier Event Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Sapphire Events for smarter online event marketing. If you have an event or venue, did you know that you can get $20 for spending 20 minutes learning more about Sapphire? Check it out at www.sapphireevents.com. We'll see you next time on the Amplifier.